Hello, my wonderful friends. Welcome to Faith FM Drive Time Big Q&A. This is the show where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, religion, and the Bible. This is the show where we look at world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. G'day, friends. My name is uh, Will Moal. I'm the pastor of the Paravista Angola Adventist Churches in South Australia. We really want to thank you for joining our live show today directly from South Australia. We're so excited to introduce our week new theme for this week here on Drive Time. Our new theme that we're kicking off today in today's live show, Death and the Supernatural. Is there a link? Death and the Supernatural. If you've been following us last week, especially, we, this is essentially somewhat of a part two to our theme and topic for last week as well. And so today we're going to be venturing, I guess, on another angle and perspective on this uh, topic of death Last week we looked at the idea of death, this biblical notion of what death is and uh, conversation around that. Now we're kind of delving a little bit further and deeper, I guess, about the supernatural. So our theme is death and the supernatural. Is there a link? But today my co-host and I, we are looking at the particular question to kick off our week. Is the supernatural real? Mm. Is the supernatural real? And today I've got my co-host in the studio with me, uh, Brenton Wilkinson. So Pastor Brenton, we want to thank you for joining. I understand that you just uh, came in from a bit of a, a, a road trip, did you? I literally arrived from Mount Gambier <laughs> about an hour ago. <laughs> it's been a long day, Will. Well, um, praise it's God It's a for very interesting subject. So uh, we're looking forward to sharing it with our listeners today. Well, we want to thank you and we praise God for uh, your traveling mercies coming all the way <laughs> yes, back. Absolutely. So, uh, so, uh, we want to thank you, our listeners, for tuning in today, wherever you may be, whether you're listening in live, um, as you're driving home from work or as you're watching or listening to this, sorry. Um, cause we do up all of our programs that we share here on Drive Time Big Grenade and across the country. We have a ton of content. If you have the time, why don't you jump onto faithfm.com.au and you will see a plethora of different programs, presenters, and uh, we're just part, small cog in the wheel, and we have Faith FM presenters all across Australia. And so uh, please stay tuned. We've got, a cu- we've got a book offer we'd like to um, share with you all, That's our faithful listeners. But before we do that, Brennan, we're going to jump to our, uh, we like to do this, I guess, at the top of the show. World we call Watch. it our World Watch segment. So something that's, uh, I guess, kind of relevant, uh, particularly to our topic, and uh, we want to share just a little bit at this uh, part of our program. So, Brendan, I would like to share with our listeners today a uh, article that I've um, that um, would like to share with our listeners off the AmazingFacts.com uh, website. Amazing Facts is a it's got uh, an intriguing title, Will. Yeah. <laughs> so the intriguing title that Brendan's just referring to is "Overcoming Death: Can We Become Immortal Through Science?" Mm. You know, Brendan, there's always a conversation whenever we talk about this idea of death the afterlife and things of that nature does it does it uh is it in harmony with science is it and that's always the the conversation here so maybe i'll just share a couple of maybe a few lines from this article uh posted um just a couple of weeks ago uh, by a fellow by the name of richard young and so on the amazing facts blog he it's writes only a week this old so only a week old it's pretty current all right so it's pretty current so here we go what does ancient Babylon, what does an ancient Babylonian text have in common with a recently released graphic novel? And by the way, we're not um, promoting this, whatever it's going to come down the pipe with this article. What does, let me begin again. What does an ancient Babylonian text 
have in common with a recently released graphic novel by Marvel Comics. Yep, Marvel Comics. And with an ongoing research project by Silicon Valley, Behemoth, Google, all deal with the same issue, the quest for immortality. Let's face it, even in our earliest years, we've had a hard time facing the stark cold reality of death, especially our own. We hate and fear death as almost nothing else. Most of the time we do anything and everything not to dwell on it. But when we do, we try to soften it. Death is just a part of life, we say, to try to make ourselves feel better. A more recent headline ran, Immortality is attainable by 2030. Google scientist. Pretty catchy title, isn't it, Brennan? It is. <laughs> Let's read a bit more, then uh, I'd love to hear your I thoughts. I'm around in 2030 <laughs> to see whether it's so or not. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so um, the article goes on to say, the article discusses, well, referencing the Im- immortality is attainable by 2030, Google scientists. The article discusses the views of former Google engineer Ray Kurzweil, Kurzweil I think it's pronounced, yes. and he says here, quote, the principal inventor of the first CCD flatbed scanner, the first omni-font optical character recognition, the first print-to-speech reading machine for the blind, who predicts that by 2030, quote, we will reach a crucial milestone in our technological progress, immortality, end of quote. Yay. He bases his prediction on humanity's exponential advancement in the scientific fields of genetics, nanotechnology, and robotics, um, which he believes will culminate in the creation of what he calls nanobots. Now, let me read the next bit, and let me hear your thoughts, Brennan. It says, others are on the same quest. The Immortality Project was a three-year research initiative that looked at ways humans could achieve eternal life. A headline from CNBC reads, quote, Silicon Valley's quest to live forever could benefit humanity as a whole. Here's why. End of quote. The article reveals numerous billionaires, many also from Silicon Valley, and their attempts to help humans cheat death either by living a bit longer or even forever. Mm. So... Look, we haven't really got to the nitty-gritty of what, where they think they're going to get this immortality from or what's their, I guess, basis. Um, but essentially, um, the article goes on to say, uh, a stopgap measure between death and immortal life involves cryonics. Yes, I think, yeah, you I think you've heard of yeah. Yeah. Is it. Is that, that's the when they, yeah, they freeze yeah. the bodies, right? They freeze the body yeah. in, in the hope that at some future time technology will allow yeah. them to, be, uh, to revive this person again. Yeah, and so... You might have even seen pictures of a body. No, I remember watching it's, like um, yeah, it's, some. Yeah, it's quite interesting. It's I think not it was science some, fiction. It's, yeah. It's real. Yeah. yeah. So it says uh, it talks about cryonics, which is, yep. uh, sorry, cryonics, which cryonics. is freezing the body yep. at death in hopes of reviving it when technology allows for the person to continue. In some cases, they simply freeze the head with the idea that one day their complete brain wiring, called the connectome, can be scanned and uploaded on a computer, which would. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The possibilities. I, I was thinking like a, you know, like a USB where you download <laughs> some files off. Yes. You know. So here we go. This this idea called the connectome can be scanned and uploaded on a computer, which then, which would then contain that person's consciousness. Interesting. Very. It would just be a matter of maintaining the hardware, which could be swapped out in principle forever. And it says here in brackets. So far, though, the only connectome that has been fully mapped is. The roundworm C elegans, a one and a half millimeter organism. All right. 
Let's keep reading. Doesn't give me a lot of confidence. No, there's not a not a lot of space. <laughs> in, the article goes on to say, in the 2014 movie Transcendence with Johnny Depp, yep. a scientist's consciousness is uploaded to a computer. But for now, this far-fetched idea, your consciousness, sorry, your consciousness existing on a computer remains in the realm of science fiction. And then uh, Richard kind of he he kind of goes to the idea of scripture and what scripture says yeah. about this idea of there eternal is one life. text that's that's interesting and that I had written down yeah. in in going through this and I'm backtracking a little bit on what you said. Uh, it's talking about the fact that um, this French philosopher Luke Ferry was talking about um, various things and he says this combination of the fact of mortality with our awareness of mortality contains all, all the questions of philosophy. For Ferry and others, the premier philo- philosophical question is how to live with the inevitability yeah. of death. Answer that, and voila, you have found the meaning of life. Now, I immediately thought of a text in Scripture that Solomon, who knew a little bit about this subject, wrote in Ecclesiastes 9.10, he said, whatever your hand finds to do, yeah, yeah. do it with your well, might, yeah. for there is no work no device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you were going. Yeah. I, I think one isn't downplaying their attempts, but the problem is you've got to go back to where did life come from in the first place? If it was God who gave life, God is the only one who can take life and God is the only one who can restore life. Yeah. And so I wish them all the best with their project, but I suspect that... Uh, it's going to uh, be pretty difficult going. Yeah. So, just on the in the end of the tail end of the article, then we'll go to our book of her. It says um, in the article here, it says forever is coming for us all, and yeah. it's the prospect of eternity going on without us that can be terif- terrifyingly hard to accept. Um, from Enuma Elise, mm. a four thousand year old Babylonian text about King Galgamesh's quest for eternal life. To Marvel Comics' new graphic graphic novel Shang Shang Chi, I think, yes. and the and the quest for immortality, humans have struggled with the question of mortality, with the inevitability of death, and what it all means for their lives. You know, Brenton, just uh, as you, um, you know, I was over as you uh, we were discussing when we were in the studio last week. You yeah. said that um, you know you, you were able to um, conduct, uh, I guess, the funeral service of one of our dear saints who is sleeping in Christ. Uh, Mr. Ted Hopkins, and just over on the weekend, we're over at uh, at our church uh, over at Gaul, and we had almost like a a sense, a memorial service in some sense. Really? Yeah, where because you know wow. because a lot of the church folks were unable were able to be be yes, there at the yes, actual that's day. True, there were very yeah. few of them there. Or so able to be there. yeah, yeah. And so it was really great to just you know we're talking about death, we're talking about this yes. idea of the afterlife, yep. and yep. and uh, we kind of. Um, we, we were celebrating Ted's life and we had his yep. pictures up on the screen and, and Cecilia, the daughter, was kind of walking us through the type of man that her father was. Yes. And it was beautiful. And um, I was able to share this, the little, um, just a little words of comfort, so to speak, just a very short uh, message. But, oh, you know, I'm reminded, um, Brendan, and there's a text in the book of Job in, in the 14th chapter in verse 14, I yes. think it is, yep. where it says, um, you know, Job says, if a man dies, will Believe he live again? again. Yeah, yeah, and and I, 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 you know, it's really tough because you know both you and I are pastors. We've we uh, have led congregations and churches, and 
and often when you get to speak at a funeral setting or mm-hmm. when you're celebrating the you know a funeral as such you got all mixed people there. You don't just have Christians. You have people who are family members, yes, very close, yes, and some of them obviously yep. would not adhere to the Christian faith or any faith at all. So you, you kind of walk off this. You're just very aware. Line. You're very aware. You don't yeah. want to push it. Yeah. You don't want to come across as preachy, but you do, you don't want to miss that opportunity. No. No. And so I was able to, you know, in a gentle way, but just to say, Hey, this was his faith. Yes. This is what Ted believed in. This is what, yes. um, we believe in and almost like, almost like, Inviting them to kind of say, hey, this hope is not just for the Christian or for a certain select people. It's actually for everybody. It's for everyone. And so, you know, it was, I'm just reminded here we're talking about, you know, immortality. And it really boils down to Brenton, um, about our our worldview. And Mm. I often say to people when I'm talking around, around these type of big ideas that everybody has a worldview. Yes. We all see the world a different way. And, the worldview, your worldview, and as you're listening to our show today, to our dear listeners out there in Radio Land, everybody, one of us has a worldview, and we all see the way, kind of like a set of lenses. Mm-hmm. And one of the big questions you've got to ask is, not only where did we come from, uh, and why are we here, which is questions of meaning and origin, where are we going? but where are we going? Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's why it's so relevant when we yeah. talk about this, because, hey, you know, we're a Christian radio station, and Brennan, and um, we want to in a lovingly, but... But in a clear way, say, hey, God, the Bible actually has answers to these to it these does. big questions. It does. And so we're going to take a deep dive um, into that, not only just today, you and I, Brennan, We've but got a for very the rest of our team. book to promote on that, haven't we? Very good segue. <laughs> well, speaking of uh, book offers, we are going to um, uh, promote our free book offer. So we're moving from our Worldwide segment just to give you an idea that, hey, we live in a world where everyone's asking questions about yeah. living forever. And this idea of uh, immortality and in question today, we're going to be talking about the supernatural. But before we do that, we would like to promote our free book offer. Our book offer today is the book, um, Judgment. Uh, sorry, wrong way. Spir- thank you. Spirits it's Spirits of the Dead. Of the Dead. Most and interesting. Do they speak and hear? Yeah. <laughs> Spot on. Right in line. So the name of the book, thank you, Brendan, is Spirits of the Dead. Do they speak and hear? And it's by a uh, pastor, a Christian. His name is Joe Cruz. He is an excellent um, speaker, and um, he's since passed now. But yes. um, if you want to know about this idea of death, can the soul die? Um, what does it mean that the spirits return to God after death? What did yes. Jesus believe about the nature of death? Can the dead speak to the living today? And what about the thief on the cross? So some of those questions are kind of like some types of questions Christians ask. But some of these questions are just general. Uh, everyone has has some at some time or another asked these types of questions. We encourage them to put in for them, uh, Will, because yeah. this is a very, very interesting topic. Yeah, absolutely. And so in line with our theme this week, talking about the supernatural, talking about this link, um, we'd like to promote that free book offer to you, our faithful listeners. So if you'd like a free copy of the book, um, Spirits of the Dead, do they speak in here? Please text the code word. SA121. You need to text the code SA121 to our number in the studio, 04888880811, and uh, follow the prompts, and we'll get that book out to you free of charge. Uh, no strings attached. We just want to give that to you as a resource for you, or maybe you want to give it to a friend or, or someone that you know. So once again, the free book offer, Spirits of the Dead. Uh, please, if you'd like a free copy, text the code SA121. 
to the number 0488-80811. Please don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment. And uh, we've got some uh, music for you, and we'll be back as we um, as we continue with our topic uh, today. So please don't go away. We'll be back in just a moment.
That was the wonderful song Tapestry by Janine Harris. You are listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. We want to thank you to our listeners out there in Radio Land, whether you're driving home or you're um, at home, wherever you may be tuning in from today, we are live here from the studio here in South Australia. If you're just joining us, it's uh, Brenton and Will here in the studio. And our theme that we're kicking off this week, Death and the Supernatural. Is there a link? But today, um, Brendan and I, we're actually looking at the question, is the supernatural real? So, Brendan, why don't you um, kick us off in our conversation today? What do we know about the supernatural? Is it is the supernatural real or is it something that we just, is it a figment of our imagination? Is it something we've been fed as we've been watching all these Hollywood movies growing up? What's your take on it? Well, it's not so much my take on it. It's more a case of what does the Bible tell us, Will, okay. about is there a supernatural? If you were to ask the average Australian, this is interesting, the research that I came across is something along these lines. 27% of Australians claim to have had a supernatural experience. 35% of Australians claim that they know someone who has had or believe they have had a supernatural experience. McCrindle Research for the Centre for Public Christianity surveyed a 1,000 people across section of Australian society. The age bracket most affected by this, Will, is the 18 to 26 age bracket. Wow. 49% believe in the soul. That means they believe in a separate entity called the soul from the body. 48% believed in life after death, and interestingly enough, 28% said they are open to the possibility that there may be a soul and that there may be life yeah. after death. So you got seven. So they're definitely open, yeah. And they're definitely open to it. But the Word of God, I believe, actually opens the veil as to is there a supernatural because it talks about something that took place in heaven. In verse 7 to 9 of Revelation 12, it says this, and there was war, or war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon and the dragon and his angels fought but they did not prevail nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer so the great dragon was cast out that serpent of old called the devil and satan who deceives the whole world he was cast where note that will he was cast to the earth and wow. his angels were cast with him. The supernatural, guys, for those of you who are listening, is based on what took place, this war in heaven, where a significant number of angels and Lucifer, who became known as Satan, were um, kicked out of heaven, and they made their dwelling place, they yeah. made their residence down here on earth. Right. So when we deal with the subject of the supernatural, we're dealing with two things. We're dealing with good beings, good angels, and also evil angels. Mm. They're, they're the two uh, groups or two entities that uh, we're talking about in relationship. So, and so essentially what you're saying is, Brendan, according to the Bible, there is such a thing as the supernatural. Yes. And you just quoted the last book of the Bible of the New mm -hmm. Testament, yep. the book of Revelation. Yes. And it gives us a very clear picture of a, of a I guess, a supernatural yes. battle taking place. Absolutely. Okay. It's interesting. You you may even know people yourself. Um, my late father, who has been dead for a number of years now, he believes that uh, back when I was a young man, he believed that... Uh, an angel one day helped him because he, the circumstances under which it happened, he said there's no way that it could have been a human being that was doing it. Does God send angels sometimes to protect people? Does God send angels sometimes to people to give them messages? 
can the devil also impersonate these things? These are some of the issues that we deal with when we talk about the supernatural. Now, in the Old Testament, in 2 Kings chapter 6, there was a guy by the name of Elisha. Now, Elisha was a prophet. He took over from Elijah when Elijah was translated. And Elisha woke up one morning and found that uh, the, the town that he and his servant were in was surrounded by the forces of the king of Syria. And the servant in chapter 6 and verse 15 said, Alas, my Lord, what are we going to do? We're surrounded. They're going to uh, attack us and they're going to take us prisoner or kill us or whatever. Right. And what did Elisha say? He said, Lord, open his eyes. Now, what actually happened is that um, somehow God... No, God didn't give him a pair of spectacles. He didn't go to Specsavers or something like that and put on some special super-duper glasses. But uh, it's interesting that he said, Lord, open his eyes. Yeah. And when his eyes were open spiritually, he saw that not only was the king of Syria surrounding his town, but there was a whole army of chariots of fire around, and they were the Lord's host. Right. So that blends in very well with what the supernatural is. Here is a man who perhaps maybe didn't believe in it who suddenly sees when God opens his eyes that there are other beings around here that are protecting those that are about to be attacked. Yeah. So, Brendan, I think that's pretty... Um, it's. It's pretty, um, you know, we're making a bit of a claim here according to the Bible. Because, we are, yes. So uh, I guess to summarize what you're saying so far is you, you've taken the, our listeners to, I guess, two, I guess, stories in the Bible. We've got the, this kind of war taking place in yes. heaven, which yes. is, a, a, I guess, a conversation, a, a different whole study as such in and of itself. But then you, you mentioned an Old Testament character. His name was um, Elisha, which was one of yeah. God's uh, prophets in the Old Testament. Um so these are two biblical stories, I guess, that highlight definitely the the supernatural, um, and the the well, they do. and the idea that there is this there is more than what what we see with our physical yes. human eyes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. The important facet you may have noticed when I read uh, Revelation twelve is this: it's the point that um, Satan and his angels were cast out of heaven. Where did they go? Yeah. Here. So when you're talking about the supernatural, when an Australian thinks in terms of the supernatural, I've been contacting spirits or I've been contacting my late father or whatever, 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 you you need to understand who is it that you were dealing with. Because if there are good angels, there are also evil angels because this is where they live. They inhabit right. this planet, and you know, and, and they're in a realm. They're in a, shall we say, I don't know whether realms the what right word. I suppose it is. Uh, they they live within a sphere that we can't physically yeah. see, but they can reveal themselves to us yeah. at various times, and God's angels can do the same. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be fair to say, Brenton, um, from a from a Christian biblical perspective, yes. when when yep. we. When we in-house as Christians, or particularly within our faith community, when we talk about the supernatural, we think we immediately go to what you just did just a few minutes ago. We go to this big cosmic battle that's taking place, Mm -hmm. this cosmic war, so to speak, that's been going on, um, you know, since, you know, how the Bible doesn't give a specific date, but it definitely tells us about 
this introduction of how evil kind of came in. Um, can I just say something? And I'll pass the time back you to you, can. Brennan. You, can. you know, I often like to explain to, to people who may not be of a Christian background is, you know, it's hard to kind of explain the Bible with, you know, it's so big and there's so many books, you know, each book has its own context and whatnot. But I like, often like to share kind of three simple words, Brendan, creation, fall, and redemption. Yes. Creation, fall, redemption. And without going too deep into it, but creation is the beginning, how God created things in his perfect ordered way. The fall really is talking about how Adam, you know, our first parents, yes. Adam how, and Eve. How, how they fell. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, you know, Redemption through the cross and, and the message of Jesus. I'd like to kind of say when I'm talking about, when we're talking about this particular topic about yes. mm-hmm. evil and the supernatural, to me it kind of falls in almost like the middle, the, the, this idea of fall, because when we're talking about, um, supernatural, we're talking yes. about, <coughs> well, I'm just going to kind of cut to the chase. On the evil side, we're talking about fallen angels. We are. We're talking about beings who were once loyal to God. Who were not and, now. Uh, and because of this war that you correctly yeah. pointed out in Revelation 12, they have now part, um, they are under the banner of the enemy, Satan, the adversary. They hate God. Yeah. They hate his yeah. angels. And you know what, Brendan, even as you and I talk in the studio, we don't often talk about this stuff a whole lot. No, you know, we don't, we don't like no, to, no, no, we don't, no. uh, you know, we don't. Talk, you know, we're not sitting there having a, a hot drink with a friend, and you, you know, by the way, do you know there's some fallen angels in the world? You kind of come across yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, a bit of a, yeah. you know, a bit of a yeah. kook or whatnot. But yeah. the reality is, as you correctly pointed out, Brenton, that the earth and the world that we know it has been is in the midst of this spiritual battle. Yes, yes, it is. Um, just an interesting point before I share a couple of uh, Bible examples with you. A number of years ago, I was asked to cast uh, demons out of a house. Wow! Here in Adelaide. Now, I don't. Uh, I'm not a, a faith healer in any shape or form. I'm yeah. just a minister of the gospel. Yes, doing what I believe God would have me to do. But uh, I, I was rung by somebody. She said, "Pastor, would you come and cast?" the demons that are in our house out. And she wow. explained a little bit more. Uh, well, I haven't got time to go through the whole details. but And I asked what has been going on. And her daughter wake up, woke up one night with something on top of her and started screaming. Wow. And uh, I'm sure some of our listeners could probably identify with this because they possibly know people who have been in similar yeah. situations. Now, the thing that I want to share is this. I said, look... I can't cast demons out of anybody. Uh, the dark side is something that uh, I'm not familiar with. I spoke to a minister friend of mine, and then we used the word of God because we all know the only power that can conquer the devil and the evil angels is the word of God. Amen to that. Now, I went to the house. It was a hot day. Uh, the house was down in the suburb of Richmond here in, in Adelaide, down near the Adelaide airport. And when... I opened the door to the house, Will, without a word of a lie. You could feel the evil in the house. You know how sometimes people say things like, you can almost feel the, you know, whatever it is. It was almost when you walked in the house, it was almost as though someone had dropped a black blanket over my head. You could feel the evil in the house. No, there weren't um, saucers flying around the room or 
chairs or tables you can, you can or feel anything that. like that. You yeah. could just feel the evil wow. that was in the house. And uh, we prayed in the name of the Lord and said, Lord, cast the demons out of this house. And I didn't see the woman again, but a friend of mine saw her about three weeks later and she said they'd had no more trouble with demons wow, in the praise house. God, so, yeah. so that's the side, the fallen side that we are dealing with. Um, some of the things that I wanted to share with our listeners was simply this. Is there a supernatural? The answer to that is undoubtedly yes. And a couple of examples that I put down here, we may have time to share one or two of them. Jesus, when he was here on earth, he actually dealt with these evil spirits because, remember, they had been with him in heaven. But I just want to share some, some words that people can take on board. I would invite people who are listening to our program to get their Bibles out and read some of these things for themselves. I'm reading Mark 1, verse 21. It says, Then they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath he entered the synagogue. Now, I've been to Capernaum, and we've been told where the synagogue was that Jesus taught in. It was about three levels below where we were standing, so we were told. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one having authority. Now there was a man in their synagogue with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with you, Jesus of Nazareth? Did you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet. And come out of him. Now, here's an example of we believe as Christians, and all Christians believe this, yeah. Will, that God became human. Right. Here's a case of Jesus as a human, in humanity, speaking to the other side. The other yeah. side is speaking through this man that they're possessing. And they're saying, what have we got to do with you? Have you come to yeah, destroy us? That's right. And Jesus' answer is, come out of him. Don't enter him anymore. So there are examples um, in Scripture of this. One of the other examples is is a most interesting one. Uh, I'm just going to go to Mark chapter 5, a little bit further mm. on, uh, if you have any thoughts mm. or comments. Yeah, so you while you're turning there, I think just, yeah. to add, um, just to add as well is that when we're thinking about, because a lot of what we're sharing is um, from the Bible, the Bible is actually very unequivocally clear um, is that there is definitely a thing called the supernatural. Absolutely. In yes. fact, if you want to kind of take it from the perspective of the character of God, God is a supernatural being, if we like to call it. And this is part of the mystery of God. You it said is. a few moments ago, it Brendan, is. how yep. God um, you know, came in the person of, yep. of human flesh. So, yeah, why don't you read that passage that you're up to? Okay. In chapter 5, it talks about Jesus in the chapter before it, it talks about the storm on the lake. I think yeah. most people who yep. study the Bible know about the storm on the lake, that Christ stood up in the boat and said, peace be still, and, pe- and peace was restored and the lake was calm. However, the next morning we find this. Um, then they came to the other side of the sea to the country of the Gadarenes. I won't read the whole thing. I'll, I'll add lib for a little bit of it. This guy <laughs> was demon-possessed. 
The Bible tells us here that he was shackled. He had shackles on his hands and his feet, and he would break them apart. Now, you and I both know you need supernatural strength to be able to do that. Yeah. No, he hadn't been going to the local gym and working out before <laughs> this. <laughs> right. Basically, he had supernatural strength because he was possessed by yeah. evil spirits, yeah. by evil angels. What's interesting about this is what he actually says. When he saw Jesus... He ran and worshipped him. But here again, we find the supernatural um, invading the natural. And he cried out with a loud voice. This is the guy and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, come out of the man, evil spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And he answered, my name is Legion, for we are many. Yeah. Now, in the Roman army, a legion was 6,000 soldiers. That's a so, full yeah, legion. That's, that's a, a full legion. Right. This man is possessed by many evil spirits. How do we know that? Yeah. Because a little bit further on, when they pled with Jesus to not send them out of the area, he said, go, and they went into a group of yeah, pigs, the, 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 yep. 2,000 of them, and all the pigs were possessed by demons and plunged down the uh, the steep uh, yes. cliff into the Sea of Galilee and drowned. Now, all we're doing is sharing with our listeners the fact that the Bible says that it is possible to contact the other side. Right. Jesus didn't deliberately go looking for these things. But part of his ministry, as you know, he said that he was fulfilling what Isaiah 61 said, to set the captives free was yep. one of the things that he mentioned. So he's doing this in fulfillment of it. Right. So in order to do this, what we're sharing today is that it is possible, according to the Bible, Jesus conversed with these beings the supernatural beings, because they're fallen angels. He used to be in heaven. Notice in every case, yeah. their response to him is negative. It's not positive. What are you doing? Yeah. Leave us alone. Have you come to destroy us? Yeah. I know who you are. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it interesting? Yeah. So I guess what we can take at this part of our show, um, Drive Time program, Brendan, is definitely there is supernatural real. Absolutely. Jesus encountered the supernatural. In fact, he... Encountered a demon possessed man, a yeah. man possessed with, 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 uh, with devils. Um, so according to the Bible, according to scripture, um, it's ab absolutely real. And I think again, it just, it really ties back to, I guess, part of the conversation was how did this all kind of begin in the first place? And that's really an, uh, another topic on this idea of yeah. evil and yeah. its inception. Um, so, what we're seeing today and our conversation, where it's going to take us, uh, the, our team, is we're looking at the supernatural uh, from the biblical perspective. And um, according to the Bible, it's absolutely clear. It tells us the origins of evil. Yes. I think it's also clear to, to mention that God did not intend for evil to exist and did not intend for these for evil spirits and fallen angels um, to be, but that's part of the that's part of the story. We like to call it Brendan Yao. You know, there's a book that we've read um, that speaks to this. It's a book called The Great Controversy. Yes, it's yeah. really a summary of this whole battle. Yeah, I guess haven't we? That's been that taking place. This, uh, this I believe program? we have. Yeah, I, I believe we have. have. <laughs> um, so, so for our listeners out there, you know. We're not trying to tell you something to get people scared or get people, not at all. you know, to think um, any other thing. But 
if you if you're looking at the Bible, the Bible does definitely talk about the supernatural, and it t- takes us to the the roots of it. Yeah. And what I love about the Bible, Brandon, is actually tells us about how God has actually overcome evil yes. and overcome yes. uh, sin and evil and yeah. death and yeah. suffering. Because in all of these uh, two examples that I've used so far, what happened? Christ cast the demon, yeah, out of the man in the synagogue. He cast the demon out of the man down on the yeah. sea, of, sea of Galilee. And that shows to ourselves and our listeners that Christ's power is stronger than yeah. that of the devil. Praise God for that. Can I say one thing? Don't go looking for evil spirits. Don't yeah. go seeking them. That's right. You're only safe as long as you have Jesus' power protecting you. Yeah, and he doesn't tell us. He doesn't tell us to go looking for people yeah. to cast out spirits. Yeah. Hey, for uh, our listeners out there, um, I think I think on Wednesday in the middle of the week, yeah, I we'll believe be there's going to be a, a bit more. I think. Yeah, a topic yeah. about astrology to and channeling and mediums and all of that stuff. All that stuff. Um, hey, you know yeah. what I thought, uh, Brendan? Um, like to for our listeners out there, we'd love to actually hear. Um, from you. So yes. we're talking about the supernatural today. Is it real? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Um, have you had any experience with the supernatural? I do you, do be you believe? Yeah. Um, what's your particular perspective and take on it? Why don't you text us here in the studio? It's the same number for our book offer, which I'll promote just now. But yeah, we'd love to hear you wherever you're tuning in from. Why don't you text us in? Um, give us a question, baby, perhaps. If we've got time, we might um, share your question in our show today. Um, so let's go to our book offer, uh, Brenton. So we'll just go to a quick break and we'll come Spirits right back to you. Dead. So yeah. the book is Spirits, Spirits of, the of the Dead. And uh, it's called Spirits of the Dead, Do They Speak and Hear? And it's uh, by the author uh, Joe Cruz. Most Christians believe that the soul is immortal by nature, that people go to heaven or hell the moment they die. Mm-hmm. But the Bible seems to say something radically different. We kind of touched on that last week, but hey, if you didn't get a chance to listen to our content last week, um, this takes it another step further because it, it talks about things about can the dead speak to the living this today? This is a whole different level, yeah. actually, from what we discussed exactly. last week on here. Yeah. So here we go. If you'd like the free book offer, why don't you text the code into the studio here, SA121 to the number here, 04888. Eight zero eight double one. Follow the prompts, um, and we will get that book out to you as soon as we can. So, once again, our free book offer t- for today: "Spirits of the Dead." Do they speak in here? By author Joe Cruz. Please text the code SA one two one to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and uh, follow the prompts, and we'll get that book out to you as soon as possible. So now we're going to go to a song, a bit of a short break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time, big Q&A. There is singing up in heaven such as we have never known Where the angels sing the praises of the Lamb upon the throne Their sweet hearts are ever tuneful and their voices always clear Oh, that we might be more like them while we serve the Master here. Holy, holy is what the angels sing, and I expect to help them make the courts of heaven ring. But when I sing redemption story, they will fall their wings. For angels never felt the joys that are salvation 
expect to help them make the courts of heaven ring. But when I sing redemption's story, they will fold their wings. For angels never felt the joys that our salvation brings. Then the angels stand and listen, for they cannot join that song. Like the sound of many waters by that happy blood-washed throng. For they sing about great trials, battles fought and victories won. And they praise their great Redeemer who hath said to them, Well done. So although I'm not an angel yet, I know that over there, I will join a blessed chorus that the angels cannot share. I will sing about my Savior who upon dark Calvary, freely pardoned my transgressions, died to set a sinner free. You're back. You're listening to Faith FM Drive Time BQ&A. It's Will and Brenton here in the studio. We're coming live from South Australia. And we're on the tail end of our program today. We've been looking at the topic. We've started a new theme, actually. The theme that we're kicking off for today and for the rest of the week with our team, Death and the Supernatural. Is there a link? And if you just joined us, we have been looking at the, our conversation has been centering around, is the supernatural real? A couple of things we've been establishing, um, according to the Bible, the Bible is very clear that there is definitely a spiritual realm that is, um, around us. And, uh, Brendan has been taking us through, uh, scripture to enforce that in book of, Re- book of Revelation. Revelation <laughs> and also a couple of stories there from, uh, the story of Jesus. So, um, Brendan. In the few minutes we got remaining in our show today, I know you've got a one or two more, uh, I guess, uh, yeah, stories. I'll, I'll just share yeah, one, go and ahead. Then, then we'll go to an important text. In Acts chapter 12, we find the story of Peter. Prior to that, James, the brother of John, has been beheaded by Herod. And because he saw that that pleased the Jews, he put Peter in prison. The intention was to bring Peter out to the people and uh, try him, I guess, and execute him as well. But in chapter 12 of Acts, it says this, because I want to contrast the evil spirits that we were talking about, Will, before the break, with what we've got here. Peter was therefore kept in prison, but constant prayer was offered to God for him by the church. And when Herod was about to bring him out that night, (coughs) Peter was sleeping, bound with two chains between two soldiers and the guards before the doors were keeping the prison. Now behold, an angel of the Lord stood by him, and a light shone in the prison, and he struck Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise quickly, and his chains fell off. 
Then the angel said to him, Gird yourself and tie on your sandals. And so he did. And he said to him, Put on your garment and follow me. The rest of the story is they basically went right through the prison and out into the street without anybody interrupting them. The guards were asleep. There was nothing happening. But what this shows you, again, regarding the supernatural is this. Here's an example where God sent an angel direct from heaven to release Peter from prison. This is a good angel as opposed to the evil spirits that we were talking about before the break. Right. And it says, so he went out and followed him and did not know that what was done by the angel was real, but he thought he was seeing a vision. Right. (laughs) (laughs) When they were past the first and the second guard posts, they came to the iron gate that leads to the city which opened to them of its own accord. And they went out and went down one street, and immediately the angel left him. Now notice what Peter says. And when Peter had come to himself, you know what, Will? I reckon the cold night air might have freshened his memory a little bit. And he said to himself, hey, I'm not in prison anymore. I'm out (laughs) in the street. I wasn't having a vision. He says this, now I know for certain that the Lord has sent his angel and has delivered me from the power or the hand of Herod and of of the expectation of the Jewish people. So, basically, in summary, I've shared a couple of examples of how Jesus conversed with evil spirits who were tormenting people and destroying them. Now we have an example of God sending a good angel from heaven, and, and Peter's thinking to himself, I'm having a vision. No, he hadn't been smoking pot, and he wasn't yeah. on anything like right. that. But he's saying to himself, I'm not sure whether this is real or not. Well, yeah. it was real all right, because when he got out in the street and had the cold night air on him, he's going, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was he- in prison. I had <laughs> stocks on my feet. I had chains on my hands. I had guards in front of this door. I had guards in front of that door. And here I am out in the street. God has sent his angel to deliver me. Now, there is a text in Scripture that I think we could share with the folk, Will, sort of as we bring our program to a close, just to show people that we are not dealing with entities that we can, shall we say, grab. Uh, They're entities that are there. But they are also yeah. um, evil entities. And this is what our friend Paul says in Ephesians. He said this, and some of our listeners would have heard these words, but they're worth reading anyway. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. There is a book, uh, Will, that you may have read called A A Trip into the Supernatural. Right. Roger Monod. By Roger Monod. You may have read that. Satan has his angels um, set out into three groups. One group impersonates the dead to make people believe that the dead, they they are conversing with them. The second group, their job is to basically foment war and destruction in the earth, and they're doing a pretty good job at the moment. And the third group, a group of angels who just simply hate God, and they want to do whatever they can to make our lives as miserable as possible. So 
what we're sharing here today is, yes, there is another side. Yes, we have determined that there is a supernatural side to this earth. Uh, Satan and his angels live down here. They are trying to destroy you. They are trying to make your life hell. And on the other side, if we give our hearts and our lives to Jesus, he has promised that his angels will protect us. You remember in Psalm 91, it says, The angel of the Lord encampeth around yeah. those who fear him and delivereth them. I yeah. reckon that's pretty good news. Yeah. Hey, thank you for sharing, Brendan. And I think we've just got a couple of more minutes and we'll we wrap have. up. We're but I want to, do you mind, Brendan, because, because on the one hand, we're sharing a, a Christian perspective and sure. we're kind of looking at this from the Bible. The Bible is explicitly clear. So if you ask, if you, you ask me or Brenton, and you're saying to me, is there such thing as supernatural? We, we all say yes, yes, absolutely. The Bible supports it. The Bible speaks of it. Jesus encountered the devil. Jesus encountered um, evil satanic spirits. evil mm. spirits, fallen angels. Can I just probably, because we've got about three or four minutes. I've got this quote I want to share with our listeners yeah, today. Please but do. it's <laughs> almost from the other side of the coin, right. uh, Brendan, from the well-known Richard Dawkins. Oh, Richard. And he's from his book, River Out of Eden, A Darwinian View of Life. I want our listeners just... So you've got you've contrast. heard our side, you've heard the side from the Christian. Listen to this. The this is the uh, the contrast, um, and this yeah. is kind of a snippet taken from it because right at the end of it, it's a bit of a quote here, but at the end he talks about this idea of evil. I want I'm hoping our listeners can pick it up. Sure. Here we go. Sure. Quote from Richard Dawkins: The total amount of suffering per year in the natural world is beyond all decent contemplation. During the minute that it takes me to compose this sentence, thousands of animals are being eaten alive. Many others are running for their lives. Whimpering with fear, others are slowly being devoured from within by rasping parasites. Thousands of all kinds are dying of starvation, thirst, and disease. It must be so. If there ever is a time of plenty, this very fact will automatically lead to an increase in the population until the natural state of starvation and misery is restored. In a universe of electrons and selfish genes, blind physical forces and genetic replication some people are going to get hurt. Other people are going to get lucky. And you won't find any rhyme or reason in it, nor any justice. Now, here's the clincher, Blanton, and, and to our listeners. Yes, this is how sure. he ends. The universe that we observe has precisely the properties we should expect if there is, at bottom, no design, no purpose, no evil, no good. Nothing but pitiless indifference. Wow. I find that fascinating. Isn't that encouraging? Yeah. <laughs> so essentially, as we wrap up the program, yeah. he says there's no purpose, no design, no evil. And nothing beyond. Yeah. And if nothing you really beyond. catch what he's saying, Brent, he's basically mm. saying, look, life is just the way it is because that's just the way life the is. Way we are is. just yeah. we're just part of the evolutionary cycle yes. so you, people are going to get hurt people are getting there's going to be casualties along the way but you know what part of that picture just helps me to think you know what type of worldview what type of meaning when you kind of look at the world around you and you see all of this this mammoth this place we call earth and what mm -hmm. we call life mm. and a person with his I guess um, degrees and letters behind his name says, "Hey, there's no living, there's no design, no purpose, there's no evil." And so, I just wanted to highlight Brandon because, on I one hand, you've important. got a leading voice on one camp saying, "No evil, no uh, design." Hey, we're saying the Bible speaks of design. The Bible speaks about God as Creator, and yes, the Bible speaks of evil, but we understand it in a context 
of this great controversy. And that's where this idea of the supernatural. So we believe in the supernatural because God is a supernatural being. But we're talking about this kind of like these current conversations of spiritual phenomena, this yes. idea of the realm of a cult and etc. So so to our listeners, we want to encourage you to stay tuned because our presenters are going to do a fantastic job in unpacking this theme um, as we move along. Yeah. So Brendan, I just want to you got a final thought there. Yeah, as we go through the rest of this week, there's one thing to remember. Yeah. We've talked today about is there such a thing as the supernatural? We've answered that with a resounding yes. However, I think we also need to be aware that the supernatural is trying to contact us. Yeah. Because um, Satan and his angels, the Bible says he's going about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. This is the devil. And God is trying to influence us to accept him so that we eventually will live in heaven with him forever. And I think the the bottom line in the supernatural is we need to remember that everything that you watch, whether it's Disney, whether it's Harry Potter, whatever it happens to be, all of these things are designed to lead people to believe in the supernatural. Yeah. But are they believing in the supernatural that's good or the supernatural that's evil? Yes, right. Beautiful way to end it, Brendan. Hey, To our valuable listeners out there, our time is up for today. So please, please join our host tomorrow for Gary and Marty as they look at the question, is the paranormal just innocent fun? Please stay tuned for tomorrow's program. I know that you will be blessed. But until then, we leave you with the words of Jesus Christ in the Gospel of John. He tells us, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. And do not be afraid. May God richly bless you and we'll see you next time.